0: All right, man. I'm I'm ready for this animal. You ready for the animal kingdom? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So welcome
1: to Movie Shmovie. This is episode 171. And this is uh, part one of three, possibly, of, uh, not that we're going to do three episodes in a row, (laughs) but at some point we will probably do three different topics dealing with animals in movies. I think I'm getting ahead of myself. I don't think I've said my name. You have not. I have not said my name. And that is? John. (laughs) And do you, sir, have a name? I I do, and it is Steve. What about you, third man? I am Ron. You are Ron. All right. Yes, I am. Now we've done that. (laughs) <laughs> Check. <clears throat> but yeah, we're talking about animals in movies or animal movies. Mm. And that sounds like a simple thing. But when we started kicking this idea around, we realized there are movies with magical animals, meaning not your, your not your regular earthly animals, m- mythical animals. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then there are tons of animated films about animals with talking animals and, sure. that focus on animals. And so we realized that maybe this episode would be just real world animals. And the movies that they're in can have sort of a CGI assist or use CGI to conjure the idea of a real animal. Yeah. And we also decided that it would sort of be set in in the real world. But I kind of took that to mean live action with, with a live animal. Because I realized there are movies that have regular animals in them that aren't magical. But the movies themselves have elements that are genre elements. Like you have horror films with dogs in them. And you have sci-fi films with dogs in them. And I was like, those aren't magical animals. Do you consider that a magical animal? <laughs> Like if a dog were in a horror film? No. <laughs> okay. Do you, do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. So in other words, you could have non-magical <laughs> animals in a movie that has magical elements. You're killing me. Is it, this is it. how we almost broke Facebook right. Messenger yeah. <laughs> trying to figure this Literally shit out. To but I just didn't know. know if anybody else ran into that. Did yeah. you run into I, any I movie t- that you were like, is this technically, it's not a magical animal, but the movie itself might have some elements yeah, of yeah. magic in it?
0: I, I definitely hear you. It, it, that was the hardest part in deciphering which one would be eligible <laughs> <laughs> it's being hard.
1: But what I found, and I think you were saying this, Steve, when you start thinking about it, though, you you have a mental image of all these movies about animals and kids befriending dogs, and then yeah. the dog has to get killed at the end. Yeah. But outside of like Old Yeller and yeah. Lassie Come Home yeah. or whatever, there's not really there aren't that many that jumped out at like me like that. Yeah. So I kind had to really think about this It was kind of hard to make a list. That's I got a little creative with my list. So. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> a little creative. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. <clears throat> But anyway, so what What were your thoughts about that, Ronald? Just, you know, animals in movies and the way that people react to seeing something bad happen to an animal. It always seems to hit people much harder than seeing something happen to a person. Why do you think that is?
0: Yeah, I think because animals in general are so innocent and have, in general, just really good intentions they just want to eat and mm-hmm. not be bothered. And there's something really cool about that. Right. And when you, you, you know, you know, humans are capable of hurting you on an emotional and physical level. And if, a you know, a dog might walk away when you want to pet them and <laughs> hang off, like, the dog is kind of upset. But it's not the same as somebody <laughs> be like, you're a piece of shit and I hate you. Right. It's different. So when one gets hurt, it hurts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yes, you feel somewhat responsible. You do, man. What about you,
1: Steve? Why what, what do you think that is? And, and do you feel that way when something bad happens to an animal in a film? Do you kind of wince at, at more As, than you would at a person? Um.
2: Yeah, I'd probably say more than I would at a person. What? Um, Depends how good the character of that person has yeah. been handled. But, or that animal. Oh, that animal. Yeah, I guess it's all a matter of perspective. But I don't know. I, I guess going into it, I, I tried to, like, you mentioned the dogs. I tried to kind of, like, challenge myself to not pick a dog. Mm-hmm. Only because mm. I feel like my mind immediately goes to, like, all these dog movies. Right. Like, especially ones I remember, like, when I was younger. Um, Benji. Yeah. Like, even just, like, things like Call of the Wild, White Fang, Journey of Natty Gann. Like, movies that just had, like, wolves. Because, like, I love wolves. Mm-hmm. And I just, like, was obsessed with wolves because of those movies. So there's so many of dogs, but they're all pretty similar to me and and how I relate to that dog or why the dog in that film I have like a connection to mm-hmm. so I mean while some of them may be on a list somewhere, I tried to like refrain from choosing them for this list and tried to look at these films you know with these real animals possibly c g assisted in the real world mm-hmm. um even if it's a little genre y like yeah. you're saying um but that I kind of identified with, like emotionally or like thematically or symbolic, something else was involved outside of that typical connection to a dog. Just because yeah. you know I have a dog and I, I feel yeah. that every day. Yeah. So like I I kind of wanted to pick a couple things that like were bigger to me than that or or um, just different to me. Than yeah. That. So I think I think I have some. One of the things I might choose, I still can't decide if it qualifies, <laughs> mm-hmm. is um. I'm just nervous that it might not qualify. Well, yeah. I, I think I we should just, all I'm, go with that. Because... I might just go for it because I think I could like prove you wrong Yeah, yeah. that it qualifies. I but... think
1: that all of mine qualify according to what we've said. Real animals in the real world. And I think if you I think sometimes with modern movies, CG assist is a little vague. Because yeah. with a modern movie they might just completely CGI a, a real animal yeah. to avoid having to use the real animal. Right, sure, sure. And I feel like that's eligible in a way that say the bunny in hop is not right, eligible right, right. if you really think yeah. about it that way. Okay. But if you wanted to make a case for hop, I would not I wouldn't throw it. Now's you your time. Well, I feel like that's what this episode like it's gonna be fun to see what you guys have thought of for the list. I just kinda wanted to throw out there to that idea of animals. Fates of animals being more affecting on screen. I think it has a lot to do with kind of the offshoot of what you said, Ronald, that mm-hmm. animals, that there's an innocence there. And I was like, well, what does that really mean? And I think it's that an animal doesn't, like if you've ever had a sick animal or a hurt animal, you feel bad for them because you can't say, hey, man, your leg's going to heal. Yeah, we just got to yeah, get right. you to the doctor. Take this and you'll feel better. With a person, you can do that. And all that you said, Ronald, about how a person can have ill will and bad intent and be <laughs> yeah. kind of bitter, that kind of compounds that. But that basic idea of that a person might understand the consequences of their actions and might understand this is going to be fine or you're sick. But an animal doesn't seem to understand that right, until right. you just feel worse for what the animal's going through because you understand it's more it's more confusing for them. Right. And then you add to that the idea that we are sort of responsible for them. Like anything bad that happens to a domesticated animal, I kind of feel like, well, that's a black mark on humanity's – conscience because yeah. that animal depends on us, like dogs and cats, stray animals all over the place. We're responsible for that indirectly. Yeah. We're, you know, we're the ones that domesticated these animals and made them kind of live around us and need us. And so yeah. if there is a stray dog problem, we're all sort of, we all kind of have our Absolutely. hand in that. So I think that that is part of it, is that you feel a little bit guilty when something bad happens to an animal. But um, I, I, I found when I was looking at that, like, do you guys ever like look at lists online for a show like this? So you might see several different, there's like, saddest scene involving an animal saddest animal death yeah uh or the hardest movie for animal lovers to watch that kind of thing but so many of those are animated films so many of them are disney films i gave up on the list yeah so i gave up and i just had to go off of what movies came (laughs) to me when i thought of like different animals and different different contexts
0: so the movie can't the movie can't be animated well animated
1: is a different category
0: no, it can't be
2: animated. Are all your picks animated? No. Okay. Mm-mm. <laughs> so start Just, with your not ones and figure yeah. something else out. You know
0: what? I think, I mean, Uh-oh. I'm not looking. <laughs> don't look. Cheat off me. Because I think that was like a real... All right. <clears throat> all right. I can use this one.
1: All right. You want to go with it?
0: Um, okay. I- I throw Let's it out see. there. Yeah, absolutely. Get us started. First one is Templeton from Charlotte's Web. That's that's That was a live action one
2: <laughs> He was real Is that the one you're picking though or, the, or are you talking about Templeton from the animated Or just from the story Are talking about Paul Lynn Templeton Or are you talking about The 2007 Fuck. or whatever it was <laughs> Templeton Paul.
0: The old one <laughs> <laughs> That would be animated Yeah Fuck
2: so let's just cut that out. Let's cut that out.
0: <laughs> so I'll, I'll name one that that that's, Yeah, let's uh... start
2: with that. We'll, well you can come back around. Okay. Start with one of your really truly live action ones.
0: Okay. This is this was an actual movie.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good start. We're up to good start.
0: Wishbone's dog days of the West. This movie actually did <laughs> I was... believe it. I, okay. I'm aware of it. Love Wishbone. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Come on, he he was a, he was a Roman. Come on, come, come on. on. He was a Roman. The life he was that this a, wishbone has had. He was he's lived the life of a thousand men. I, I love that in this one he was a he was a Western character, uh, uh, rootin' tootin', cowboy boot wearing <laughs> mean dog. I love I love wishbone. So that's my pick. It's something ama- Wishbone is amazing, man. Like I don't know what else to say about wishbone.
2: Say a little more about wishbone. Can you tell me about Wishbone?
0: MPT blessed us with Wishbone. Okay, I think I'm pretty sure it started around like 94, 95. Yeah, and captured our hearts. He was he was everything. He did Shakespeare. What
1: was his? So each like different adventure was like a different era or a different. Yeah. uh, So like Wishbone would be at
0: home, minding his business, and then he'd say, "Man, you know what?" I wish I were back in Shakespeare times. And then they would just show him... He was very educational. Very educational, yeah. man.
2: He was Jack Russell, right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Very cool guy. Um he seemed like a cool dog. And the theme song, What's the story, Wishbone? Amazing. So that's that's my first pick.
2: That's my first All pick. Right.
0: Wishbone's dog, Dave of the West. It's a very good movie.
1: <laughs> John? All right. Well, I'm going to go with my... Uh... You know, I, I guess I'll say this is the one that I felt the most controversial with it, but the more I thought about it, I realized that this animal at, like very much is a real animal, the way it behaves, even though the story that it that it exists in is a bit of a fable. Mm. But uh, Richard Parker from Life of Pi. That is also one of my picks. It's also bigger. one
0: of my picks. Oh, really? Is it really? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Look, man, Richard Parker. Wow. That was my first one, but I didn't want to say it first. Mm. My first pick. So, so let's talk a little bit about why yeah, we all so chose a, that one. A, a I feel one. like
1: I chose that one because he so represents animalism and what a real animal is. And yep. there's yeah. that whole sequence of the film that's about the boy and and the tiger on this boat coming to terms with each other that is so intense and so much... It's like it's an adventure, but it's also like a, a fable with like a message to it. Yeah. And then there's you feel this real it's just rippling like, danger coming off of this creature and seeing the way the kid comes to not so much tame it, but kind of comes to, to come to terms with it in such a limited, like there's nowhere to go. Yeah. And the, you know, there is a a feeling that this could just end badly at any moment. <laughs> this right. tiger could just, this doesn't have to be a story about a, a kid that goes on an adventure. This could be the story about a kid that gets devoured by a tiger on a boat, you know? <laughs> hey. um, so I just feel like that, that sense of danger and the fact that it was like so brightly lit and so, so photorealistic and yet entirely CGI. No, I think they actually had
2: some tigers. Okay, yeah, right. I think some of it was shot with. I actually like watched a featurette to like. Oh, brush up okay. okay. And it's amazing how they rendered that animal.
1: It was a beautiful film. It's gorgeous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um.
2: But yeah, everything you said, I totally agree with. I just love the idea of like, um, Pi's kind of like the challenge that Richard Parker presents to him to not give up. Yeah. You know, like, um being on a boat alone versus having to share and survive with someone or cohabitate with someone or something. Mm -hmm. And it also kind of, like, distracts him enough from what he cannot do, and he focuses on what he can do, and it kind of gives him motivation. It gives him confidence. And it kind of just represents, like, that animalistic thing that you're talking about, but just also the... The sense of what one can do when they're challenged, mm-hmm. and because uh,
1: you're right, if if the tiger hadn't been there, right, he may just have despaired and lay there in the boat and then just died, right, yeah. because of you know starvation or whatever. But having this danger there, you can't just lay there because if you lay there, you're going to be yeah. eaten, and it, and that's distracting yeah. from what you just said. But
2: it also leads to survival, mm-hmm. which yeah. I think was really awesome. So it's it's a combination of like what that animal represents in the movie, um, and also just the gloriousness of how that that tiger looks mm-hmm. in the movie it's just it's yeah. amazing how gorgeous it is so yeah that was definitely one of my picks
1: what's up with Ang Lee's like arc as a director because it seems like every know. now and then he does like this this type of film yeah. that really grabs the bull by the horns and like makes it like for me anyway Visually, he made a real impact yeah. and then these other movies that he makes
0: are like Incredible Hulk?
1: Well, he's just, well, no, I'm not even thinking of that. I'm trying to think of, like, didn't he do a movie about Woodstock? I feel like his really? name is frequently. Oh, he did. His name is frequently attached to just kind of oddball properties. He's mm. kind of a journeyman director did in the strange way. Yeah. Yeah, he did, he, yeah, did he yeah. do Crouching Tiger? Yeah. He did Crouching Tiger? Yeah. Did he do the that sequel? Did Does he have anything know. to do with the sequel? I have no idea. Man, I heard nothing about
0: that movie. What, Crouching mm. Tiger? The second oh, the one. the sequel. Yeah, I yeah. heard nothing about it. Is it a Netflix film, right? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know. He's got a
2: big movie coming out this this fall that Billy Flynn's yeah. Billy Lynn's Long Walk Home or something like that. Really? It's a big Oscar. Yeah, but I don't know. Did you have anything else to add about the Richard Parker? Or yeah, what the, made the, you? The, the, why did uh, you choose it?
0: I think we all wrestle with some fears, uh, and the immediacy of some of those fears is kind of the way you feel in that boat, kind of yeah. wrestling with it, and it feels so real in the moment that it, I ca I I've compared my fears to bigger things than tigers in mm-hmm. a way and finding a way to work with it cuz the tiger's always going to be there if 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 you if you're not a complacent person the tiger's always going to be in the boat mm-hmm. and that's something really cool about that idea that like none of us really really want to stop doing things and having some motivation and fear is the best form of motivation in a lot of ways. Like, some of it is just the idea of dying without trying. It's like the
2: fear, like a, the ultimate, like fear of failure. Yeah, whether yeah. it's not trying and fa- you know right. failing to try or yeah. trying and failing. And
0: not play. everybody has that fear, and, right. and that's what's interesting. When I meet people that ha- even have a vague fear of that stuff, I'm yeah. always I always connect with people like that. So definitely, that that was. I, I, I always thought that part was really heavy, like heavier than it. It was. It was already heavy, and then once I thought about my tiger, my Richard Parker, I was like, yeah. "All right, man, this is. Cool. Well, in the
1: story, he kind of, you know, if you look at the overlay in the story about what the story that we we see, the, what that actually represents, or yeah, yeah. what the true story behind that might yes. be within the story, the tigers kind of represented by. His like the, the the pie is the tiger yes, sort of in that yeah. in that metaphor that right right so in that sense it does represent that like f- part of you that becomes fierce in order to survive you know yeah. so yeah it's very really a beautiful movie I mean it, and the fact that it does play as like a mythical adventure at the same time yeah. as all this other stuff going on like some of the visuals in it are just like are just burned into my brain um and then that kind of creepy island with the meerkats that they end up on that seems yeah. to be like a a. A carnivorous carnivorous island that's digesting creatures yeah. or something. Like that a, yeah, it's like an algae or something. Yeah, and they're yeah. But, but they find like a, a human tooth or yeah. something. Anyway, it's just that it, it's got those little flights of fancy that that keep it from being like a totally real film. And I think that the way that it treads that line between being a myth and being a, a real story is yeah. is really interesting. And that the character of the tiger is very much like some kind of elemental figure from a myth, you know, as well as an animal. So <clears throat> So who's next since we all had him? Yeah. Well, Ronald, do you want to Well, that you, takes you, that actually that takes two three. Three. Oh, that's you so technically you've gone twice. yeah um, so then you again. Um you know, I'll go with uh we were talking about our lack of desire to to do a dog film. Mhm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and and i I thought about that I thought about like trying to spread it out throughout the the animal kingdom i i couldn 't find many like endearing reptile characters, and i couldn 't find many like endearing uh, you know insects or or birds there weren 't that many movies that stood out to me, right. so I did end up looping back around and picking up a dog film but uh when I thought of this movie, I just thought oh yeah it 's an interesting twist on kind of a dog film and then, as I kind of dug back into it and watched a couple of clips and and read up on it, I had forgotten just how grim this movie is but are you guys at all familiar with the... Um, I believe it's a French film from 1989, the film Baxter.
0: Oh. No. Baxter.
1: It's spelled just like Baxter. Uh, but it's a film by Jérôme Bo- Boivin, I believe. Boivin. And it's pretty much a horror film, but it's also kind of a... like a, It's like a, a mundane horror film, because the story is this dog that is... Um, you, it's a it's a live dog in the film, but you hear. I mean, the, the dog in the film is a it's a bull terrier, so mm. he's got that distinctive look, and you hear narration on the you know the whole movie basically is narrated by the dog's point of view. But he's he's a, he's a regular dog. He doesn't do anything that a real dog couldn't do, and it's played by a real dog. I remember so this moment. It's basically just a real dog going around. But what happens is he in the beginning of the film he wants he's tired of his owner, who's this old woman. And he wants to express dominance over her by, by like, tripping her so that she knows that he's the dominant creature. And he ends up causing her to be injured in such a way that she can no longer care for him. Mm. And then the the couple across the street, this young couple that he's admired and he's, like, you know, he's kind of attracted to both of them. The way that... Like, my dog kind of seems to have a crush on me and a crush on on my wife in a sort of different way. I'm sure you've run into that with Ellie. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's a different relationship. It's like Henry Henry one day pointed out that Sully is like, I'm his best friend. Dad, you're his boss. And Mom's his girlfriend. (laughs) And I was like, you know, it does kind of play. Like, he does seem to kind of want to impress me. And he minds me a little bit more than he does anyone else. And then Henry, he sees and he goes, let's go crazy. And then he sees Nikki. And he just is like, ah, (laughs) she's here. You know, um. So I I I thought about that, uh, you know, I think about that a lot with animals how they have that kind of relationship and this dog you definitely see that he's having that thought in his head that he kind of he kind of likes the man and likes the woman but it's basically this dark story of then how this dog they have a baby and they can't care for him and eventually the dog ends up with this little boy who is like a little sociopath. This little boy is like fascinated with Nazis and He's like a Hitler fan. And and Mm. so this evil dog that has sort of, you know, it's almost like a funny idea to say he's evil, but he's just a little dog. And so in the world, he's just a little dog. But in his mind, he's going, I will destroy them. You know what I mean? (laughs) But then he meets a little boy who is actually like kind of cruel, but he respects the little boy. There's like almost like a sadomasochistic kind of thing going on. And it, you know, it goes from there. Uh, But it's a very twisted film. I believe when I saw it, um, it was at the Maryland Film Festival and it was the John Waters pick oh, it was okay. and this must I don't know how many years ago this was but it really stuck in my head so much so that when we adopted this uh, kind of crazy cat uh, shortly after that we named him Backstair mm-hmm. um, <laughs> but you know it, I'm almost surprised it hasn't been remade uh, f- as an American film because it does have this richness to it. It, it like it seems exactly like the kind of French film that would get remade you know oh, wow. uh, for American audiences because it does have the, there's something clean about that concept just an evil dog and then he encounters an even worse human and how they they kind of uh, bring out the worst in each other and it's like the exact inverse it's like the evil inverse version of the boy and his dog type film you know because the boy's like i said a budding uh, serial killer it seems and the dog because he's a dog he kind of responds to what his owner is doing and it reminds me of something that I was actually posting on Facebook earlier this week but I've always noticed uh, like if I find someone who's really odious oh, yeah. on, on Facebook and I, I you know you go that you go to someone's Facebook page to kind of hate them mm-hmm. if, you do, if you think you hate somebody yeah. and then you go to their Facebook page just to look for more evidence if I see that they have pets I always sort of feel sorry for their pets <laughs> I like know what you mean. like that pet doesn't know that his master yeah. that he loves and would do anything for is a piece of shit you know yeah. and that's kind of what this movie you feel sort of sorry that you the dog's evil and then as the movie goes along you feel sort of sorry for him because you realize that he's all too excited to do the bidding of this evil little boy. Uh, um, so yeah, it's like the opposite of of the, the heartwarming feeling you get from a Lassie movie or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Backstair, I would recommend it. And the character... Yeah, I've never I, seen it. I definitely have to check it out.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's... I remember elements of it. I, I definitely heard remember... Heard There's Blood. Oh, yeah. It's, okay. It's, I, a, it's sort of a mean yeah. film. I remember... I remember the dog, yeah. the dog, specifically the dog in blood. I don't remember <laughs> why or where. Yeah, I th- saw this it. one
1: hits the spot of like seeing bad things happen to an animal. Like you feel bad in the end. You feel bad for this dog, even though he's he's sort of he's sort of a, a bad seed. But yeah. to say more would be to be kind of to, to ruin the sort of twists of the film. But cool. All right, my next pick is actually um, uh, Hedwig from the Harry Potter oh, wow. series. Mm. Um, very much on the line. I think that as an owl, he behaves very much like a natural owl. So Thank you. I think Thank you, you, John. Walk that line closely. Yeah. Uh,
2: I don't know. I, I just – obviously, like, it's like an iconic part of the series. Um, like, a lot of the musical score – I mean, the score is named for Hedwig's theme, and uh, just – I feel like he's kind of a one of those great characters in that whole film series that kind of comes in and out gracefully enough that you're always – happy to see him Mm -hmm. he's very um loyal and committed to harry potter and i just remember in in this that connection to that character and in deathly hallows part one where he kind of like gives his life for harry Mm -hmm. one one of many that has done it in the series right that scene just having a lot of uh like sadness involved like kind of a selfless act yeah uh to save uh a very important character. Mm. I would say Hedwig
1: but, and uh, and Dobby. Yeah, those two. get the get the most heartstring tugging kind of. Dobby dance. is probably more so, yeah. but I don't think Dobby fits into any. Well, the Hedwig. Me. I mean, I guess we're spoiling yeah. Harry Potter at this point, but who yeah. cares? Uh, but like, I feel like the way Hedwig goes out, it's the it's that sudden. Yeah, it's that moment where you're getting away and you think you could get away, and then there's some consequence. There's, yeah, you don't you price. don't you don't feel it
2: coming. Yeah. as much as the other ones, you have a little bit of like foreshadowing, but. Yeah, it just happened so quickly. You're just like I don't know. I just, and and also not to mention like what a gorgeous what a gorgeous owl. Mm-hmm. Um I just remember also like when I used to work at my old job like we had the we did the Harry Potter premieres and not that it was Hedwig obviously, but um they always had people come in with the owl that whatever type of owl. I don't know exactly the the variety or That's whatever. Really cool.
1: It's they, a magical owl. Yeah, the, the yeah. magical
2: owl. <laughs> Uh, would be there and just like wow what a a majestic looking Mm. bird it was gorgeous but Hedwig is a a favorite of mine yeah for sure
0: Um, this is a newer one but it's it's gonna be on my list is is this Mm. taking
2: the place of the animated film
0: yeah because I mean I guess since we all had the same one I guess my third pick is Keanu (laughs) that cat man that cat really
2: another cat on your list yeah Nice. That is
0: a damn cute. The cat. scenes where they showed him and he was like in a hat, and then like using him for all the like I don't want to give away the movie, but like the way that Jordan Peele was using him in, mm-hmm. in this in the movie prior to him getting captured, yeah. so funny.
1: I just recently saw that uh, Keanu, and I, I I really enjoyed it. I really yeah, wanted it to fun. be on this list, but for some reason at the end, I didn't feel like I had seen
0: enough of an animal
1: a, movie as much as I yeah. saw a movie that kind of used that excuse. But interesting that that they named the I'm trying to understand. They named the character Keanu before they saw John Wick,
0: which is really which crazy. Which
1: seems man. like this movie is a riff on John Wick right. being about avenging a puppy, you know? Right. But apparently, they just thought that was a funny name.
0: I can't tell. I can't tell if they're lying about that. I can't either. It, it sounds like that's yeah. Because every time they talk about it, it's not like they're joking. They're yeah. like, "No, nah, we we named it that before." I'm like,
1: that well, almost like why would it. they make that? It's almost like not enough of a joke for right. them to use that joke. <laughs>
0: There was something that uh, uh,
1: uh, Key said in that film that uh, stuck with me. Wordness to the turdness. <laughs> that's so good. so funny. And you know, I thought the George Michael riff was was, was yeah, pretty funny, great. too. Because I actually do think Father Figure is like a weirdly emotional song, you know? And, and then the that other song, it? Teacher. Is that the name of that song? <laughs> Teacher,
0: there were things this I don't want to learn. This motherfucker, Michael... <laughs> It's so funny, man. Yeah. So how do we
1: feel about that, the way that movie plays with stereotypes? Do you think the movie was smart about it, or do you think it, it kind of... Because I thought about, is this movie stereotypical, these gang characters? But then yeah. I thought about, wait a minute, what about Neighbors? Those frat characters are super right. stereotypical too, but why do we notice... I mean, is there is there something is there something at all strange about the racial politics super of, strange. of that comedy?
0: You're very strange.
1: I mean, but what what's going on there because these are these are black comedians that are in control of this vision you know Key
0: and Pale lean into that so much that it's I, I don't know and like it's like they lean into the idea of like stereotypes and we, weird versions of people you've seen right Speaking well a lot of times it's just
1: a character yeah but this movie seemed like it was really saying something about like there's two two ways to be black or something. See, yeah. And, and it, I, I, I know it's simplistic to be funny. I know what you mean. But I just wondered if that felt strange to anyone. It felt really I strange. I wondered sometimes, but... it's like, am I laughing at, are these that type of stereotypical humor that's sort of like a pressure release valve? Or is this just being lazy without characterizes some of these gang characters?
0: Might be a little of both. Because yeah. a lot of the characters are weird versions of yeah people like that.
1: Well, I mean, Method Man, that seems to be what he does now. Why? He's such he's he actually is a pretty decent actor. Man. Oh I know. Wordness to the turdness, Steve. <laughs> All right, well this is my uh my final pick and this is actually my only documentary. Oh wow And because it right I it's very different, I feel like since we are kind of naming the animals themselves, I will say that this is bear number one forty one as he was tagged, uh or named Ollie by Timothy Treadwell. Wow, that's a good one. Uh whose whose remains were found in this bear's oh, stomach. Shit, yeah. <laughs> I'm talking, of course, about the movie Grizzly Man, and I guess I'm referring, sort of, uh, uh, obliquely, to the bear that killed <laughs> Timothy Treadwell and his girlfriend and ate them because they were out. Surprisingly where
2: they, enough, not a comedy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> they were out where they shouldn't be, and the whole premise of this movie, you know, was about that notion of yeah. like, how much can we know in nature? Are we fooling ourselves when we think we understand animal yeah. nature? And and there's a hilarious moment in the film, not hilarious, but hilarious because of how Werner Herzog, Werner Herzog yeah. can be sometimes. But there's that one scene where he's like showing a bear and he's saying something like Timothy Treadwell looked into their faces and saw a friend, but these creatures could not care about human life. You know, it's like <laughs> yeah. the premise being that nature doesn't care about right? you. There's a darkness, there's a coldness to it. And this, are we fools to think we could connect with that creature, you know? Yeah. Obviously people can have Like an effect or, you know, you can, like you, I think we do sometimes want to be afraid of nature when we should be more in awe of it, but then there are certain situations where awe is not going to save your life if you're out in the middle of the wilderness and a hungry bear comes along. So dangerous. I think th- it, that movie makes me think of all that stuff. Like In a way, you really want to admire the kind of dreamer that Timothy Treadwell was because right. he was a guy who was out there and saying, look, I can, I've made <clears throat> friends with this one and I know their names and I can come and they're not trying to eat me. And But that does not mean when a hungry, lone male bear that's getting ready to hibernate yeah. who's up a little too late in the season is coming along, it's like you're a fool to think that... I mean, it's like Siegfried You'll and survive, Roy, whichever yeah. one of them it was, they got attacked by yeah. the, the tiger. It's like at some point you are... You are foolishly putting your life, trusting your life, trusting that you've got a handle on this animal situation. And I feel like Grizzly Man, in addition to just being a really interesting story, it really made me think a lot about those overarching issues of just how we try to relate to nature and how we try to make it kind of cute and and think that we've got it covered, you know, when we don't.
2: What a, what a, yeah, wow. That documentary is crazy.
0: I've never seen it.
2: You need to see that. Like, the, think, la- the last, like, just the audio
0: footage yeah.
1: and everything is, like... And
0: what's the name of it again? It's like Grizzly man. man. Grizzly Man. Yeah, man. It
1: basically uses Timothy Treadwell's video, like, diaries, and, like, yeah. he would go out into this amazing country. Um, it's the... Um, it's in Alaska. It's the uh, Katmai National Park, which has, like, a an area in it that is... Heavily traversed by grizzly bears mm-hmm. at a certain part of the season, and most people leave before that part of the season. But Timothy Treadwell,
0: not these people,
1: like his. But his passion was being there when no other people were there, so oh, he could okay. encounter these bears. And so he's, but he would always go out there and take like you know video diaries. So you have him uh, interacting with nature in a way that seems like really bold and really kind of inspiring until he gets eaten by a bear. (laughs) Then it's like, well, that's not inspiring. That was foolish, you know? But I think that that's something about the way we relate to nature that I I think it can be both things at one time. Like I thought about that. Um, I, you know, Henry and I took a trip to Maine. Actually, when this episode airs, it'll be last month. Um, But, uh, And there were moments where I was thinking it's me and Henry and the dog out in a cabin in the woods, and we're going to go kayaking and canoeing, and we're going to try a bunch of things that Henry's never done before. Right. And it's like, well, this is great and bold and a wonderful father-son experience, but slip and bang your head on a rock, or my ticker, like, you know, it's like, then Henry's out in the middle of the woods or something. It just made me think, like, this is great. And I kept trying to say to Henry, like, we're having fun. But safety is so important at this, because this is the kind of fun where if you don't if you're not minding yourself, you could die. Yeah. It's like you don't think about when you're canoeing, you're not supposed to be thinking, I could die the whole time. You're supposed to be out there having fun and enjoying nature. But when you're learning to canoe or learning to kayak and you're thinking about getting near the shore and you don't want to flip over and hit your head on a rock, those are moments where you don't want to learn the hard way. Yeah. And that's I especially did not want Henry or myself to <coughs> to demonstrate that you know live. Yeah, but definitely. there's no guarantee it won't happen. So in a strange way, it, it is weird to put yourself into these situations, that, that allure of nature. Has some danger going along with it, so craziness. Steve, what is your final pick for my final pick? Real-world animals with a possible computer assist that <laughs> take place in a in
2: the sort of real world. So this is my con- this is my possible. I, I think I think it's gonna pass. Yeah, I think it's gonna pass. So I'm gonna go uh, a, a little prehistoric on this. Oh, specifically to the Jurassic Age, and I'm gonna go with uh, it's kind of a twofer. Jurassic Park, Jurassic World, in general, the Velociraptor, yeah. and specifically Blue from Jurassic World, the uh, the beta female mm-hmm. that Chris P- uh, Pratt's character trains. Um, I just remember in Jurassic Park... I, I just want to say I, I, I foresaw this.
1: Did you really? I thought you would either have Jaws or, well, Jaws or a Velociraptor. You would have J- one of those Jaws two. is on my list, but yeah. I picked...
2: Blue only because I do a way better impression of a Velociraptor than a great white shark. Let's hear it. <laughs> Not here. Oh. <laughs> I, I can specifically only do this in the Universal Studios while in Jurassic Park. Okay. Ah. It's, I kind of like get into it. You know? I thought you were going to say, "Let's
1: go out to a field of tall grass,"
2: and then you'll. <laughs> I've never tried that. It, it might it might yeah. naturally kick yeah. in, yeah. but uh, yeah, it's quite the sight to see. About four people have witnessed it, but. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I just remember, like in Jurassic Park, it wasn't specifically the blue character. Can we start a Kickstarter for for
1: <laughs> us to go to this theme park? Let's do this. Like, yeah. Go fund me. I, would um, love this
2: I, I wish I wish uh, <laughs> I wish some people could attest to it, but it's pretty it's pretty amazing. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, Jurassic Park. Obviously, we all love Jurassic Park. I just remember just being in awe of the Velociraptors as a creature and their intelligence and just how yeah. vicious and violent and but like super smart and aware that they were. So then in in, in Jurassic World. Um I just really for 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 whatever issues I have with Jurassic World I still thought it was a lot of fun. I did enjoy that movie. But I just I loved the Velociraptors in the movie. Mm-hmm. I specifically blue. I just loved the the that like teeter totter between that relationship with man with Chris Pratt with yeah. Owen's character and um like her role in her pack. Mm-hmm. You know, her ability to make decisions like yeah. in a situation where and i'm talking about a velociraptor. Yeah. <laughs> Give me a break. But like, you know, when 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 they're teaming let's up, let's be
1: honest, a velociraptor with some frog DNA mixed in. Yeah, a lizard. Yeah. A lizard. lizard oh, yeah.
2: yeah. Um hence her blue color. But yeah. uh I don't know. I just, I just I just I just loved like how they took the velociraptor thing, like what you knew about you loved about them how vicious and smart they were. And but I just loved like the scene where, you know, I think it's like he's like shakes his head no after like they beat the Indominus Rex or whatever it was. Mm. When she has the ability to be like, you know, to be with the T Rex or to be like off on her own. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just I just really like the blue character in Jurassic World. I yeah. love Velociraptor. I'm, ever since Jurassic World, I've been like obsessed with them as a creature, mm-hmm. as an animal of 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 yester forever ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I just think they're amazing. Yes or forever. Yes or forever. <laughs> I just think they're amazing animals. And I... Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I just... I've always loved... Ever since then, I've loved like the Velociraptor. Yeah. And um, I just... I don't know. I love, I love what they do in the films. Like, how scary they are. Like, you're scared of them, but you're all... But at least I was always, like, super impressed by them. Yeah, definitely. Like, just, like, for whatever they did in Jurassic you know a to- girl yeah, yeah yeah it's just it's just so um it was it was a different kind of scary for an animal for me yeah like there was like an intelligence that I don't think I I really had seen in a lot of other animal
1: movies Well, we've seen that in maybe like predator yeah. or alien or yeah. something but you're right not in something kind of grounded and it was kind of cool particularly in the first film to have that sort of these are the villains yeah, these are the villain dinosaurs these are the ones that you really have to worry about because they're roughly people sized and they're this smart and that's they so figure true. things out mm-hmm. and they're different yeah. from a T-Rex which is like a giant monster you know that you can kind of run from or hide from like
2: you could literally turn around and there'd be one behind you
1: right yeah like that's insane and it's they're watching insane. you and it's figuring out what you're doing and yeah and actually those velociraptors just like the T-Rex in the first film that's like as good as animatronics ever got oh absolutely you know? and of course in the, in the new in Jurassic World it's pretty much all CGI yeah but I do think that in the first one, there is that like there's that scene in the kitchen where it's just you know Looking for it's him. just so like intense yeah. scares. Yeah, you're right. There's like a it's malevolence great. behind that. There's
2: actually um, I saw recently on uh, I guess when this airs, like it'll probably be open, but they're opening a Jurassic World or Jurassic yeah. Park uh, exhibit at the Franklin Institute up in Philly.
0: Really?
1: Just because which... they can doesn't mean they should. Steve.
2: <laughs> well, I just went there a few weeks ago for their Pixar yeah. exhibit, which was oh, amazing. That. Really? It was incredible. So I'm like, I'm definitely tempted to go up there and see what they got going on to mm-hmm. see like what, whatever. I don't even know what they have, but I haven't read too far into it, but I would love to see yeah, what yeah. they have with the, these different animals. so Yeah. So Velociraptor slash Blue as my final pick. That's a good pick. What, what other ones did you guys like have in your runnings or on your minds?
1: Um... You know, the the relationship between Will Smith and his German shepherd in I Am oh, Legend yeah. was actually pretty good.
2: I had thought about that. That's a good one.
1: Um The Edge, the film with Alec Baldwin and Anthony Hopkins, oh, the bear? Versus a Bear. Oh yeah. That's a that's a pretty solid one. And also, uh, Anchorman—the uh, relationship between that dog Baxter, Baxter. and 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 uh, Ron Burgundy. Yeah, it's got some of my favorite <laughs> jokes in that film. Like, I love the where where that ends up with Baxter kind of saving the day with yeah. you know with the help of like how he learns from the Wild Kingdom. But also, I just love the the where Baxter poops in the fridge and Ron Burgundy says, "I'm not mad. I'm I'm impressed. <laughs> I'm not even mad." Yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah, that's great. <clears throat> uh, I, I was thinking about Willie from Free Willy. Yeah.
1: I expected that. Like, to like that was like a
2: sweet left. spot, like in my childhood motor. teen years, where like I've always loved ocean life, and like mm. that was like where I went all in on wanting to be a marine biologist mm. at that point. Like when I was like twelve or thirteen, or eleven or twelve when that came out. Um, yeah, that movie just like took the whole ocean next level for me, and yeah. like feeling more about it. You know what I mean? Mm. And having a curiosity about it.
0: That movie. Fuck. My mom's major was marine biology yeah. and she worked at the aquarium. So I'd always like when I was younger, I'd go to the dolphin shows and oh, yeah. I'd like sitting before anybody came in and just, like you want to touch the. Yes. Yeah. Always. I do want to <laughs> touch the dolphin. That's why I remember like. Yeah. So like I have a weird, weird connection to like anything sea related because I remember my mom was always teaching me about runoff and yeah. the-, <laughs> the-, the ocean and how beautiful it is and. That's a good pick. That's a good pick.
1: I also, I would have said Milo and Otis if it hasn't become mm. sort of common knowledge that Milo and they Otis. just killed dogs and cats left and right in the making of that film. Are you? fucking they man, did.
0: I did yeah. not. I didn't know that. Yeah, did not. You just know ruined that. my childhood. No, I
1: know. Thank you, John. I know the cutest movie wow. of all time. But like supposedly, like you know those scenes where they have like a, a, a cat in a box going down the river, and you're like, oh, how did they?
0: Always, oh, they, they were that. just like, "Oh, they just didn't recover. Get, the- get
1: another cat. Yeah, get out of here." Yeah. I, 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 I mean, I don't know what the uh, full story is, I but I know, know that I've heard that like there have been some like that. It's it's not a movie that says no animals were harmed in the making of this film at because the
0: they absolutely damn were. That, so, that is depressing. I did not know that either. Jesus Well, Christ. to chew
1: you guys back up, uh, uh, Big Top Pee-wee, Pee-wee's pig Vance. There's a pretty funny relationship that he has with his pig Vance in that film, so maybe we can... I wanted to... I, I saw The Lobster thinking it might end up on this list, but it's definitely not no. an no. animal movie in that way, but no. what a film. I, what I, really, f-
0: I really loved it. What a good movie, man. It's great.
1: It was so, like... It made me feel... It's so unique. It made me feel weird morally, though. Like, it was such yeah. a... It was yeah. like there's, there's such cruelty in that film like the way people treat each other and, and the way that like the it's like yeah it it's interesting it's what i wanted i wanted high rise to feel like yeah, that right. you know like that kind of very dark but very kind of european sensibility and uh you know if 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 anyone needs proof that colin farrell is actually like so good. such He's a, a actor. good actor yeah. Yeah. so good and
2: this movie is is I'm excited to see him in the. I mean, not that it's anything serious, but the Harry Potter spinoff. Oh
1: yeah, yeah.
2: Like as like the sort of villainish kind of. No, I think that's
1: a great choice, especially if it's a if it's they're launching a series of films and he's going to be a runner. That'd That'd be awesome. He's a good. It's a good role for him. Like I always, when I like an actor, I'm always like. I I like to see them get a franchise because to me it means, oh, cool, that means maybe they can bankroll some of these more interesting projects in between. But, like, The Lobster, just from the first frame, there's something so off-putting about the the vibe and the tone of it. But once you kind of sink into it, it really – it has so many ideas in it, like so many twists on this premise. Like, you you get the idea from the trailer that if you don't find love in this resort or whatever, you're going to turn into an animal. But the way that plays out – and and just the things that happened to the various people. It was such like a dark satire. Absolutely. Yeah. But really, really thought-provoking, I thought.
0: There's not a ton of music in it. No. And when it does come in, it's really scary. It's intense. It's yeah. really intense. It reminds me of like an episode of Black Mirror. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Like it's, it felt... That's why I can't Except
1: even without that kind of neat and tidy... Like it had, yeah. it was, it sprawled out. Like when he goes out in the woods and he meets this whole other group of characters and you see they, they have their own set of like horrible rules of how mm. they relate to each other. Um, no, I found it really like kind of chilling on a certain level. Oh, yeah. Absolutely
2: surprised me. I liked it a lot. Yeah. There's I was no. a little worried it might be too arty or something yeah. for me. Yeah.
0: Did you see Dog Tooth?
2: No, but I know it's the same director, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I've heard so, uh, very strong. If things. you saw. <laughs> If you saw Dogtooth before this, you would not want to see this movie because it's so fucking crazy. Dogtooth is. Yeah, Dogtooth yeah. is so I've fucking crazy. Before. And this feels a little more like, more of a... Yeah.
2: Compared to it, this is more like traditional. Name. Yeah, traditional <laughs> yeah. story. Yeah, because there's like a
0: lot of like, it's so layered and disturbing. Yeah, I've heard. That you kind of feel like, when I went, I don't know if I told you, at the Maryland Film Festival, half the audience left. In the middle of it. You did tell me that. And people were like, right. I can't handle what's going on. And I was like, I'm ready for this ride. It's <laughs> fucking crazy. Well, this movie had moments like that
1: where I was just like, this is just... Yeah. Like when that woman jumps and yeah. she's laying there in pain and screaming and it's like everyone's reaction to it is so like lacking in humanity. <laughs> yeah. It was kind of funny, yeah. but it was also just sort of... It made me feel bad, you it know? It was really sad yeah it's sad <laughs> it's like oh and it's that likable actress from Extras too Ricky Gervais' old uh, right. pal oh, yeah. from Extras so it was weird to see
0: her play she's that. always that sort of character kind too kind of sad sad. Yeah. yeah damn
1: if you got a thing you've got a thing that
0: part where she said that she'd like have sex with I was like man it's so sad she was, it was like I
1: always swallow during fellatio and yeah. I'm even open to anal if yeah. that's what you want you know? so
0: sad I mean, yeah. it was so sad man it was like a desperation in that.
1: Well, the way the movie plays that as like these are the different types of like relationships and these are the different types of people looking for relationships. Yeah. It was very uh, much about like the way that we value like that romantic pairing and all the kind of rules and sacrifices that go along with it. Yeah. But it was such a like an alien look at that.
0: It really was. And we've all met that person that that Become someone else for the relationship. Oh, yeah. totally! It's so it was so crazy. When yeah, we've uh, we've
1: met that person. <laughs> no, I've made every possible mistake going into a relationship. So, I've I've caught myself doing that though, and realized like I've bent myself oh, I've into a shape before, that is not me. And now I realize if I'm myself, I'm just gonna you know. And re- you're sitting bring around it down. like, how the fuck did I get here? Yeah.
0: But yeah, it's, I I really enjoyed that movie. Absolutely. Especially if especially. You know, we even you, you aren't a super-duper fan of, like, the odd sort of indie feel. Yeah. If someone wants to see a movie that's off the beaten path, but also, like, not so insane that you're like, fuck this movie in the middle of it, it's, so, it's weird enough, but I think that a lot of people would enjoy it.
1: I think they would, too. And I think, honestly, you and I liking this film is like, okay, maybe it's an interesting film. Yeah. The fact that you also like this yeah. film, it's like, because so often, I think... Ronald and I are are willing to extend uh, generosity towards a film based on what we see to be the intentions of yeah. the right, filmmaker. Right, right. And I think you are frequently a little bit more of a reality check of like, okay, but I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not friends with the filmmaker. Yeah. Right. So you liking this movie, like, like I, I, I might have thought you'd be 50-50 on it, but I do think it was so strong and it was like visually so it's beautifully filmed. Yeah, absolutely. And like those shots of people out in the woods where there's just like a camel going in the background or a flamingo yeah. or whatever, it had so many little visual touches that it, like, it was right on that line you're yeah. right steve of being kind of arty, but it was it was never it never disappeared up its own asshole the way those types of films sometimes can so
0: yeah cool did you know films had assholes they do man yeah they <laughs> definitely do they definitely do it's
1: usually where the it's near where the credits
0: are <laughs> right in the asshole. Yeah. yeah that was our picks right yeah that
1: was that was animals shmanimals part one <laughs> <laughs> what, 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 what,
2: what is, the, is it is it gonna be, just be called part one or, or do we call this like this is real life
0: Part or have dude. some really
1: nice little catchy uh, yeah, subtitle. Yeah, that's true. Animals from Animals Part One, Real Life Critters. Something. I like that.
0: Real Life Critters. Part One, Real Life Critters. We're Critters Schmitters.
1: But <laughs> <laughs> then that suggests that maybe we're talking about the Critters franchise. Uh. <clears throat>
0: We should one day have like a really really long one like that would have been a good suggestion for our uh, yeah our Halloween thing <laughs> yeah
1: there's always next year yeah <clears throat> especially because Schmitters is fun to say it is very it is. fun
2: um so yeah that's that's all it picks for episode 171 be on the lookout for part two and three of this bad boy at, oh, some, yeah. point, at yeah. some point at some point that'll keep you listening at least yeah um dot Facebook.com slash movie They're the same That's thing same now. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> same thing. Oh,
1: Don't tell anybody.
2: <laughs> um, you can find us on iTunes, Google Play, and uh, if you can share any of those things with a friend or any of your social friends online, that'd be great. And uh, if you have suggestions for episodes, we're always open to that. And hopefully, by the time that this airs, our poll will be up. It'll be full. It'll be like yeah. so popular yeah. mm-hmm. for the Halloween special. So vote on that too mm-hmm. uh, between Candyman, Saw,
1: or the Sleepaway <laughs> Camp series. Yes, cuz we're, we're going to whichever dive. one wins, we're going to watch all of the all films of in that those. series and we're going to then give them the old movie movie rundown.
0: You know what we should do for each one? We should give like a little 30-second audio clip of how we're feeling. Yeah. You mean like As do little progresses. voice memos? Yes, yeah, a that, voice memo. I don't like that idea. Like right after the fact. Yeah, yeah, like right after for each one, especially if it's one that's longer than like two or three. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it'd be nice. Because yeah. there's a fatigue that kicks yeah, yeah, in yeah, around yeah, yeah. the fifth installment. Just get, that,
1: get that like yeah. immediate a, reaction. Why am I watching this? There's a, podcast where two <laughs> guys,
0: <laughs> there's a podcast where two guys watch the same movie for a year. Uh, the worst
1: idea ever. Yes. It's Grown Ups too. Grown Ups too. They watch, they watch, it, watch it every, every week. Year. And do an episode yeah. where they they talk about a whole year, and, and apparently, like after like what a two great months. movie to pick, yeah. right?
0: To hate. Oh my
2: god,
1: that movie's. So and
0: bad. apparently, like after a while, they get emotionally like damaged. Well, can like, you imagine? Because <laughs> even if you s- like a movie, yeah. if you're watching it for the fourth or fifth time, you'll notice
1: things that are like shitty about it. Right. You know, <laughs> subplots you never know. Yeah, or just things that are dumb. Like, well, that's that that serves no right, purpose. Right, right. All
2: right, guys, hit us up. If you have any ideas, make sure you take the poll. Let us know which one you want us to sit through yeah. and uh, as always you've made our day thanks a lot Bye. I
1: think we should throw in like <laughs> we should yeah <laughs>